Welcome to High Vibes and Grateful Heart, a podcast for women on the rise. When we come back from the break, I will be sitting in the studio with Katherine Becker-Good, family law attorney, and we'll be talking about how she supports families through challenging times. Hello, everybody. Welcome. I'm so excited to be in the studio today with Katherine Becker-Good. Good morning. Good morning. So nice to have you here. Thank you. I love to be here. I know you have such a busy schedule, so we're honored to have you join us on the show. So, Catherine, tell us a little bit about your heart-centered work and why you do what you do. Um, so my heart-centered work is really helping people through difficult times, um, particularly my, my practice focuses on family law, the divorce process, and helping people get through um, that difficult period in their life and transition into the next phase of their life. I was thinking, I imagine that with everything we've gone through the last couple of years Mm -hmm. with the pandemic and just upheaval in so many different um, areas of our world, that it it probably, um, I don't know, I'm just assuming this, but I'm wondering if it hasn't heightened some awareness for people when they were spending all those months with people who were closest to them, kind of maybe reevaluating not only their their careers, but their relationships. Mm -hmm. Have you seen a shift at all? I have. And so partly it was, uh, I've seen definitely an increase um, in people seeking to um, divorce. But I think partly it's people that live together in a tight knit space um, for a period of time. But it's also changing careers and people are reevaluating their life goals and maybe right. they're thinking, you know what, I'm not really happy. I don't want to right. do this for the rest of my life. So all of those things combined, I think the mindset has changed and that has also led to an increase in people just looking to start over. I bet because we were really forced to reflect and go inward for a period mm-hmm. of time and to think about things maybe that we hadn't always thought about so so um front and and center just more options people can now work from home or they can relocate they can all of a sudden there's more options presented to people and i think some people are taking advantage of that yeah so interesting um so when did you discover that you wanted to be an attorney what did that look like for you Really, there was no magic moment. So when I was at Northeastern, I was a a business major and had anticipated going um, for my MBA. But when I started taking some of the more advanced business classes, I realized that that wasn't really my passion. Um, And I don't really know why I chose law school, except that I had friends and family and um, parents of friends who were attorneys and the people that I knew who were attorneys really enjoyed their work. And so I, it just, to me, it seemed interesting and I thought I would try it. And it was really the best thing I ever did. It was, it was the right path. And did you know from the beginning that your focus was going to be on family law? No, I had no idea. In fact, I think it originally, I remember going for an interview at a law firm and was asked what I wanted to um, focus on. And I had said, um, estate planning, which now to me seems like the <laughs> least interesting aspect. I mean, I just have no interest in it now. And I remember the attorney at the time said, 
you will end up doing whatever your first job is. And so, really? I, yes. So I went for to work for a small firm, and they really had me doing a little bit of everything. But over time, um, I sort of gravitated toward the family law area, and then, you know, and then I went out on my own. And as I was building my practice, I found that those were the calls that were coming in, and it just sort of Unfolded, just kept growing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Sometimes when you just trust the universe, things exactly. things happen the way they are intended. So who is your ideal client then, and, and why would that be? So I, I, that's tough to say. I think um, I really enjoy doing mediation, yes. and I enjoy it because both people come in open-minded and really wanting to resolve the situation and decrease the stress and decrease the animosity and sort of create a better situation for their family. So I think my ideal client would be someone who is open to mediation and is willing to sort of work that process and hopefully come through it with their spouse um, with an agreement that they they're both they can live with right and um, also can have a, a decent relationship with their spouse after the divorce which I, I think is really important so important. particularly with kids well and yeah and especially I think the longer that people are together it, it's important um, to have that process be a compassionate, supportive one mm -hmm. for everybody. Right. Right. And they're going to be together for, you know, right. if they have children for the rest of their lives. So it's important to, Absolutely. you know, come, with, come out with a good relationship. Well, and that must be super gratifying for you to be sort of the, you know, to facilitate that process. It is. And it's really nice when people are happy in the end. Yeah. Yeah. As happy as they can be. As happy as they can be. I shouldn't. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, yeah. you know. Nobody's happy about divorce, but you're right. right. <laughs> yeah, to be in a, a place where they feel like, um, every, you know, their needs have been honored and they've mm -hmm. been listened to and, and all the important factors of that kind of a, right. a uh, transition for everybody. Someone the other day said to me, I think mediation is a civil way of going about divorce, right. which kind of struck me as odd when I first heard it. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, you're right. It really is like yeah. the most civil, respectful way of going through the divorce process. Yeah. Great. Um, well, I hope that more people go in that direction for sure. Um, tell us what you are most proud of in your life. It can be a personal or a professional accomplishment. Um, I think, you know, actually, I think personally, it would be just raising two wonderful children. Um, I have two children, one who just recently was married, and he's just a really good person. And I've and he's he's just a wonderful boyfriend, spouse, you know, he's he's done well um, in his career. But more importantly, I think how he um, relates to his now wife. Um, I'm just really proud of him. And then I have a daughter who just graduated from college and she's out on her own and she has her first job and she has her first apartment. And I'm just really proud of the fact that they both seem to be independent and yes. sort of striking out on their own. So personally, that would be um, That's my big biggest deal. accomplishment. Yeah, It's a hard job being a mom. <laughs> it is a hard job. <laughs> it's a whole lot easier now that they're out and grown. You right. know, I can just do whatever I want. But <laughs> That's wonderful. And what about professionally? I think professionally, probably um, a couple things. I mean, getting through law school was challenging right. and just sort of making that my primary focus for three years and, you know, succeeding and finishing through with that goal. Um, and then also just building up my practice. For sure. I had a few, I had, I was in a partnership that didn't work out. And so I effectively had to start over again. And that um, was difficult. But, you know, it, I put my head down and, and focused and was able to rebuild the practice and now have a really good steady base um, that's growing. Absolutely. Know. And I'm sure 
um, that there were lessons that came out of that challenge. I know yes. I had a similar situation in a business with a partner for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And you start to feel super out of alignment for different reasons. And then, but going through that can be tough. But when you start off on your own, there's lessons mm-hmm. in what you don't want to repeat. Patterns right. you don't want exactly. to repeat. Right? Yeah. For sure. That's There's, awesome. Yeah, even from negativity, sometimes comes a positive, or Absolutely. you know, or a lesson. Always, always. That's mm. I always say. If you can look for the lesson in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so I know, as women, we don't typically like to talk about ourselves, but tell me something about you that you love. So it can be a physical trait, a personality trait, but something about you that you really see in yourself that that stands out that you love about yourself. I would like to think I'm a compassionate person, um, and I, in getting feedback from clients, um, they seem to f- say that I'm compassionate, and they appreciate that. So I think, particularly in the family law so area, important. it's it's important, and sometimes it's hard because you know it just it, it can be stressful both on the client and the attorney. Um, it's a stressful process, but I think if you can try to remain compassionate. Particularly having, um, you know, uh, been involved in this area of the law for so many years, sometimes you get a little hardened or, you, you know, it's, sure. it's easy to get hardened. And so I would say that's sort of, that's what I like best about myself. And I would add to that, you mm. have this really um, calming energy about you. People say that too. But, but that, <laughs> yeah. not every, you can, I don't say that about everybody. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm sure people don't always say that about mm. me. But the point is you do. And you have this sort of, I think you would have an effect on people working with you that just kind of takes the edge off and brings them to a more grounded place of, you know, this is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she's... Yeah, and it's funny if you actually read my reviews, which I don't see ahead of time. People just post them. But a lot of them will say that I had a calming effect. And particularly if you're someone, I mean, divorce is a stressful process. But particularly if you tend to be somebody who's anxious on top of it, um, I think they appreciate someone who can kind of just, you know, diffuse the situation and, and keep them you know, focused and, and, and not grounded. just stressed and grounded, grounded and mm-hmm. centered. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a good characteristic to have in the line <laughs> of work that you're doing for sure. Um, so we talk a lot about self-care mm-hmm. at our at our center and in our community. How What do you do to practice self-care and to stay healthy and balanced so that you can be there for all of your clients? I would say um, I try to eat healthfully. Um, that's been my focus lately, and I try to get a little bit of exercise. I'm not great about that, but um, I honestly have not been doing a lot in terms of spiritual well-being, so that I need to work on. Well, I know that you've done a little bit of that because I've have seen you at the center, bit. so we just have to <laughs> carve out more time for you. That's right. Right? For mm-hmm. sure, to find that balance. Um, do you have any particular people in your life who you look at as having been role models for you, like people that made an impact on you um, that you that sort of stuck with you throughout your adulthood? So I had a great-grandmother who I lived with growing up. My parents were very young when they were married. They were 18 and 19. Wow. And they um, went to live with my father's grandmother. She had an apartment building in Buffalo, New York um, that had four apartments. And so she was downstairs, and the doors were always open, and we were always in and out. And she was really amazing because she was divorced. She was actually widowed. Her husband had died. But she was divorced, which was not that common back then. Right. And she ran a couple of businesses. They had a family store that they rented out, and then they also – she had this apartment building that she managed, um, 
and she also was involved in the stock market. And I just, for some reason, that stands out to me. I remember yes. just seeing the newspapers open to the stock market pages, and and I just remembered having the sense of her just being a really strong, independent person. And even though I was sort of too young to really appreciate it, in the back of my mind, she always was there, um, even after she passed. And I think that was really, in my mind, she was a great role model, um, just sure. in terms of being like a woman in business and being independent and, and, being and all of those empowered. things. It yeah. seemed like she was really empowered, and it's mm -hmm. so important for young girls and women growing up to see that. Right. right? And this is back in like the 60s, so right? it wasn't, yeah, that's, it wasn't usual. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. She sounds like she was a fantastic mm. um, woman. And so how do you express your, I know you're in a line of work, you're in, you know, you do a lot of work, you're mm. in business, but do you do anything for yourself in terms of expressing maybe a creative side? I do. I love photography. So I take a lot of pictures. Nice. Um, we tend to travel, I mean, not so much during COVID, but prior to COVID and now recently, my husband and I travel quite a bit. And so I love to take pictures when I travel. And even I just take pictures of, you know, certain flowers that I find are unusual, um, so really, photography has been my creative outlet. That's beautiful. Yeah. My daughter's a photographer as well. And there's just something about being able to capture moments like that that are, it's really meaningful and special. Where have you been traveling? Where do you like to travel? What's your favorite place that you've been Ooh, to? That's a tough one. So pre-COVID, we um, would go to Europe because my children were older and grown and sure. we could travel. Um, so I love um, Italy. I love France. Mm. I think London's really fun. Um, those three, I don't know if I could pick one over the other yeah. because they each have their own unique things. But since COVID, we've been traveling to California. So nice. that's my new love. Oh, and cool. so we've we've gone both northern, southern, and in between. Um, love the beaches there. We go to the beach quite a bit. So Big Sur I love. And then Santa Monica is just a really fun place. Really fun. Mm -hmm. Lively um, area. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, t today it's so cold. I could see myself <laughs> going to California in a heartbeat <laughs> here in New England mm -hmm. facing our winters. Mm. Um, how about, so one of the things we like to talk about on this show is if we could go in a time machine and go back to when we were that awkward, like 12 mm. or 13-year-old girl suffering, <laughs> um, what advice we would give to ourselves to to sort of help help ourselves through that time? Do you have any advice that you would give to 12 or 13-year-old Catherine? <laughs> I think it would just be have confidence in yourself. I mean, it was kind of a shy kid, and so I think just, yes, like have faith in yourself, have confidence in your abilities, follow your heart. And just, you know, sort of, you know, follow your heart. And that will sort of lead yeah. you in the right direction. Yeah, that's a good that's a good message for mm. all of us, even as adults, yeah. to remember that, right? Um, do you have a favorite mantra that you live by? You know, I usually say, when people ask me that, that I like to treat each client as if they're my only client. Yeah, yes. um, I think that's important. I think it's important for my clients to feel as if I'm very focused on their case and... Um, you know, I'm not distracted by other cases and I have time for them and they can call me or reach out if they have a question and I'm accessible. No, that's a good one. And for mm. sure. And it's not always easy to do. No. Um, but I think it's that feeling that you're able to exude that, again, that calmness, that groundedness mm. for your clients so that they know that you have their back. 
Like mm-hmm. that's important. So And I do I you know <laughs> I give out my cell phone. I don't always do it <laughs> readily, but yeah. I do find it does help and I just ask people to please not take advantage right. of it. Please don't call me at yeah. ten o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Even though some do. But um you just it's don't just, answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but texting I find is really sort of an easy way to yes. communicate and so I can usually get back within a reasonable period of time as opposed to trying to talk on the phone or, you know, respond to emails, which I have a lot of emails in my inbox. Um, so that tends to work. We'll have to compare some time. I think I'm up to 18,000 in my email oh box. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that insane? I know. I, know. I, I can't I think believe I'm right I just there. admitted that on the air. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, there's some good advantages to technology, and then there's mm-hmm. some things about it that I would rather uh, release. <laughs> oh, too funny. If you had a theme song, what would it be? So I think... Not for me, but for my clients, a theme song would be the the theme song from Rocky, because I feel as if they're climbing that, you know, staircase. And then as they go through the divorce process and when they reach the top and they reach the end of the divorce, they're, you know, that sort of release, the, the release and just I've done it. And, you yeah. know, new possibilities, all that good stuff. Well, yeah. That's a good one. I haven't listened to that song in a long time, but that's mm-hmm. a great that's a great visual to have for sure. Um, so a lot of our listeners are women that are in some kind of transition. Mm. So maybe they are, you know, in one career looking to transition to another, or in this case, maybe they're in a relationship where they're feeling stuck Mm -hmm. and afraid and, you know, full of self-doubt, even though they feel like it's not working. Do you have any advice for those women in particular who may be kind of stuck in their, in their fear zone? I think just have faith in yourself, yeah. you know, and especially being part of the She Be- Breeze tribe. Mm. Um, there's so many women who have ventured out on their own and just followed their passion. They weren't certain if something was going to work out, but they just they tried it and have succeeded. You know, um, it's just amazing to me how um driven a lot of the women I've met are yeah. and how they've just followed their dreams and have made it work. Absolutely. And I think there's there's a lot of power in being in a community like that, mm-hmm. whether it's the She Breathes community or others. Um, just knowing that you're surrounded by other women who have gone through some of the same things you have, or at least understand it, mm-hmm. and are there to really help you rise. And they, they want to see you succeed. They're not right. there to compare or contrast, but to really you know, collectively come together and And that and sort support. of actually leads me to, <laughs> yes. I have two parts to this answer. Oh, the yes. second part is to reach out to others Absolutely. because really um, everyone is so supportive and so willing to share their knowledge. It's, you're right, it's not competitive. Right. It's let us help you better yourself or rise up or, you know, yeah. and really just be receptive to that because the help is there. And that's really changed over the years. Mm. I mean, when I was growing up and, and maybe first in the workplace, like I never felt like I had, like I, I didn't, it, it took me a while to find a community. In fact, I had to build one. I know. <laughs> so because I feel like there's, you know, we're socialized and programmed to sort of compete and mm-hmm. compare when, when we're really, our true nature is much more about collectivism and community. So um, yeah, so we decided to create one, and look right. what's happened. I know. It's exploded. <laughs> it's beautiful. No, it's such a nice thing. Um, so I always love to ask this question. Is there anything about you that people don't know about you that you might want to share just for fun? I don't have any. <laughs> you <laughs> have no dark secrets? No, no dark secrets that I can think of. But I just, I mean, I guess I just, I love to travel. Yeah. And I just absolutely love to travel. And as soon as I get back from one trip, I'm planning the next. Oh, that's awesome. And just, to me, I just didn't love 
seeing new sites and seeing new cultures and immersing myself in the cultures and just learning about different people in different parts of the world and just the beauty. I mean, there's so oh, much beauty around right? the world. Isn't that so true? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a fun question. So you you talked about Italy and France and London. Mm-hmm. Where? What's your favorite food in those places? Give me one. Oh. Because <laughs> there's so um, much good food that comes I out know. of those countries. Let me think. Let's see. Cannolis. Oh, yes. Now, that's a good one. <laughs> I love cannolis. Oh, that's or, awesome. Or gelato. Gelato's oh, yeah. always good, oh, too. Oh, Italy's just... Mm-hmm. It has so many good things to I offer, know, doesn't I it? I know. <laughs> that's, it's such a romantic place, mm. too. I love it. Um, what do you, Now, for a little more serious question, but what would you like to see more of in the world? I think I would like to see more people who are open-minded. Mm. It seems, especially if you watch the news nowadays, everybody is, has such tunnel vision and isn't willing to, you know, go outside their lane. Um, I think it, I think people would really benefit if people could be more open-minded, receptive to what others have to say, and at least consider what others have to say, Absolutely. even if it doesn't change their mind completely, um, just taking different perspectives. I think that's so important, um, just the divides that we see shape taking shape, and mm-hmm. it's not helping anyone right. um, to just be able to have those conversations across the aisle and, and you know, Maybe to collect, to, to come together to create new ways of mm-hmm. thinking and being together. Right. That would be a beautiful dream. You never see, you know, you see the debates on TV and you never, and everybody's just, you know, spouting out their opinion. You never hear anybody say when the other person speaks, oh, that's a good point. You know? Right. <laughs> it's just, that's your opinion. Thank you for and, sharing yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, I know. Thank you for sharing that perspective. Let me try to learn from that. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe we should get up there and do some debates. No, okay. <laughs> There's some things they could learn, mm. for sure. Um, how would you like to be remembered? Catherine Becker Good. Oh, um, I guess I would like to be remembered as just a kind person who has help people through difficult times. Mm, That's nice. That's a nice Mm. legacy to leave, for sure. So how do people get in touch with you to access your services, to learn more about you and, and, um, you know, how you can support? So I have a website, um, www.cbgoodlaw.com. You could also call the office. Do you want me to give my phone? Okay, 781-347-5566. You can email me. Um, My email is Catherine, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, at cbgoodlaw.com. Um, any of those ways. Wonderful. Work. Wonderful. And I'm then, not giving out my cell phone right no, now. No, no. We're not going to do that here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're also lo- um, on the directory on the We Breathe Wellness website. Mm-hmm. So people, if you're looking for, you know, a, a, a family law attorney, I highly recommend mm-hmm. that you reach out to Catherine. She's wonderful. She's great at what she does, but she's also a wonderful person. And I'm so glad that you were able to carve out time to be on our show thank today. You. I appreciate it. It was really thank fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. And thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful day. Until next time, I encourage you to practice high vibes and keep a grateful heart. With love, Jen.